before I bring God's word to you, um, you've heard Martin speak of Ben's journey. It's actually the last stages he was talking about because in a real sense it started a long time ago. Um, I've come here as a representative from Central Baptist Church in Chelmsford and it's been a real privilege and delight for us at Central to watch Ben and Grace grow. Ben from teens and Grace from much younger, in fact as a baby in arms. We've been privileged to see their faith develop, to see them to respond to God's call on their lives and very recently we shared in their wedding. At our church meeting last Wednesday evening we prayed for this service this morning and I know that you will be remembered in their prayers as the fellowship in Chancellor meet this morning. I have been specifically asked to give Grace and Ben an assurance of our love. You may have left us in one sense but we will continue to pray for you um, in all that the God has for you in the future. We will also remember the fellowship here and pray that there will be much to encourage you and that God will richly bless you as together you seek to serve him in this area. So now to the Bible reading. And I'm reading firstly from a letter the Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 4. So that's 1 Timothy chapter 4, beginning at verse 11. Paul says this. Command and teach these things. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith and in purity. Until I come, devote yourselves to the public reading of scripture, to preaching and to teaching. Do not neglect your gift, which was given you through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. And second reading from the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 1, and I'm beginning at verse 7. After the death of Moses, the Lord said to Joshua, Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will go with you, will be with you wherever you may go. 
This is the word of the Lord. I'd like to introduce uh, Martin Hills to you. Um, he is um, the minister of Aundel Baptist Church, so welcome to you. Thank you. And we'll just pray for you. Thank you. And uh, just to remind everybody this morning that this service has been put together uh, by Ben and Grace, and they've chosen Martin to speak to us this morning. So just pray. <laughs> you can do it. Thank you. <laughs> Such okay. faith. Dear loving Father, we just thank you, Lord, for Martin. I thank you that he's a very wise man. He has insight and that you have equipped him to preach your word. Lord God, I just thank you for Martin and for the friendship that we have. Lord, just pray that you go on speaking through him, that this will be a word for us as a church, and that we might take it, Lord, to our hearts and to live it out. Lord, by your Holy Spirit, I pray, just fill Martin afresh so that he may feel fresh and new, as if it's a word from yourself this morning. And we ask it in Jesus' name and for your glory. Amen. Amen. Thank you. So I'm the other Martin, Ben's father-in-law. And I can tell you some stories, but not right now. (laughs) Perhaps over coffee in a bit. It is really great to to be here today, to be a part of this special day in the life of Ben and of Grace and the church here in Milford. Ben, this is becoming a habit. Twice in the space of two months... You've invited me to preach at a special occasion in your life. People will start to wonder what's going on. It's like we're related. (laughs) But all joking aside, I'm delighted to have been asked to speak this morning as part of this welcome service for Ben as the youth and children's worker here in Milford. I've known Ben since before he gave his life to Christ. I've had the privilege to watch his faith grow and in a small way to be a part of that process. I have a sense of pride in seeing the man you've become, Ben, to see your passion and your enthusiasm for the young people you work with and your desire to keep learning and growing in your faith. This enthusiasm and this desire to grow are going to be very important to you in the years to come as you develop your ministry amongst children and young people. And as I've been reflecting on these two passages of scripture for this morning, I can see that in many ways you are at the same point in your story as the two young men in our readings, Timothy and Joshua. Timothy was a young man who had been instructed by Paul. He had travelled with him, learnt from him, and he was now engaged in church leadership in the city of Ephesus. In fact, Paul had left him there as he carried on his own missionary journeys. Timothy was left there to put right the false teaching that had been springing up in the church in that area. And this letter from Paul would appear to address some of the issues that Timothy was having trouble with. There was this element of false teaching that needed to be corrected. There were problems of church governance that needed to be resolved. And there were some very practical Christian living issues that needed to be taught on. It would be fair to say that Timothy was up against it in that place and in need of some guidance and some encouragement. Paul's letter is a personal letter to Timothy aimed at giving advice on how to correct 
the problems in the church and giving him encouragement to keep going and to stand firm in what he had been taught and what he had experienced. Joshua, although we don't really know his age when he became leader, was obviously considerably younger than Moses, the man he inherited the job from. If we read the book of Exodus and Deuteronomy, we read of how Joshua became an assistant to Moses, how he followed Moses around and supported him in his work, how he would stand outside the tent of meeting as Moses met with God. He had seen God at work through Moses. He had been trained for his role of leader of the people of God since he was a young man. He had witnessed God in action. He had seen the faithfulness of God time and time again to his people and to his leader, Moses. More importantly, he had been commissioned by God for the role that he was about to move into, Deuteronomy 31, if you want to read about that. And he is told to be bold and strong, for God will be with him. In our reading from the beginning of the book of Joshua, we see him picking up these reins of leadership, vulnerable, uncertain, and in need of reassurance. But he is encouraged by God and endorsed by the people to go for it. Ben, I'm guessing that you may share some of those feelings right now. You are a young man starting out in a new place with a new role and a new wife. You've completed your training and moved into this new position. And I'm guessing that you feel a weight of expectation on your shoulders. Perhaps even a sense of nervousness as you begin. Maybe you're thinking, am I really up to the task? Will people listen to me? What happens if things don't go to the plan that I think they should be? Both Timothy and Joshua, I would suggest, probably shared similar feelings. But these passages that we've read this morning offer them reassurance and guidance as to how to cope with the pressure of Christian ministry. In Timothy's case, the overriding message that he is given from his mentor, Paul, is to trust in God. Trust in what he has learnt and do what he has been called to do. He must trust that God will be at work through him as he lives faithfully. Timothy has been well taught. He has been a good student and knows what it is that God expects of him. Paul urges him to set an example, to live in the right way, to behave in a godly way, and to carry on doing the things that he was called to do. In his case, the public reading and teaching of scripture. Timothy isn't to worry about his age. It is not a barrier to living as God has called. By doing his will, by words and deeds, counter the false teaching, the church governance, and the Christian living issues that are set against him and are causing the church problems. The message to Joshua is to be strong and very courageous. 
In fact, he is told that four times in the opening chapter and twice in those few verses that we've read together this morning. In verse 7 and then again in verse 9. But Joshua is not just told by God to be strong and courageous. He's commanded to be strong and courageous. This is not a polite request. This is an order to be God's chosen leader. He has to be strong and courageous. Joshua knows what is expected. He has seen the level of commitment that God requires. And he has been well taught by Moses. God commands Joshua to get stuck in, to live up to his call. And that is what he goes on to do. Both of these young men are challenged to be committed disciples, to use the skill and talents that they have been given and have refined over the years, and then to use them to the glory of God and for the benefit of his people. Now, Ben, I think you might see where this is going. I believe that you too have been called by God. We all do. If we didn't, then today wouldn't be happening. You've been called by God to work amongst young people, particularly the young people in this area. You've been trained. You've learned from others. And now the opportunity is here for you to live out your calling and to serve God. God is challenging you to have faith, to be strong and to be courageous. And most of all, to trust in him. He is calling you to be a committed disciple. Like Timothy, you're not to worry about your age. It's not a barrier for God. You are to be an example to others, particularly the young people that you will be working with, but also to those around you, the youth team, the church family, your colleagues, and those from other organisations who you will be linking up with. Like Joshua, you have been commanded by God to be strong and courageous, to take risks, but more importantly, to follow the plan that God has given to you. Don't hide behind your age or use it as an excuse when things don't go to plan. You are called and you are equipped. Don't hold back. Don't make excuses. That didn't work for Timothy and it didn't work for Joshua. And it won't work for you either. Then when I became a youth minister way back in the days I had hair then <clears throat> I was given this charge and it felt silly at first but over time it's made more and more sense to me and it's simply this your job as a youth worker or youth minister is to make the senior minister's hair go grey <laughs> you want to a good start <laughs> the job of the senior minister is to stop you what is, this is really saying, I believe, is actually quite simple. It's saying, be courageous, dream big, be brave, take risks. Believe in the calling you have been given. Don't be afraid to have a go. Don't be afraid to think outside the box. You may get it wrong, but don't give up. Don't stop dreaming and don't stop trying. 
Because there will be times when you get it wrong. And times when Ian will have to have a quiet word with you. There will be times when your ideas are just too far out there to fit in with what the church is thinking. And I'm sure that Ian and the church will help you when those times come. God hasn't called you to youth ministry to take it easy, to coast, to coast along and do what's always been done. God has called you to take risks, to reach out to those that need to hear his message and he's called you to be faithful to him. Milford haven't called you just to do what's always been done before. If they wanted that, then they could do that without you. They have called you to lead them in children's and youth work, to use the skills and talents that you have and the ones that God is going to give you to develop the work and to develop the team. And you can't do that without taking risks and without being courageous. Now, I was searching the internet the other day and I found this little quote from a young person it was labelled The Wisdom of Youth, and it's a quote from Bruce Wagner, aged 13. don't know who Bruce Wagner is. hope he's not here today. <laughs> um, but it says this, take risks. I mean, if you like this person and you don't know if they like you, ask them out and see what happens. I like this girl, and I asked her out. She said no. And now she hates me. But I took that risk. It doesn't sound to me like it worked out too well for young Bruce. But I like his thinking. Take risks. Ben, whatever you do, don't be afraid to take risks. Do your best to make Ian's hair go grey. <laughs> Grayer. <laughs> Grayer. As I draw to a close, there's just one more thing that I need to share. So far, my sermon has been mainly directed towards Ben and what he can learn from these passages. But as I finish, I want to remind you as a church of what you are getting into. In calling Ben to come to Milford and work with you into developing the children's and youth work, you are endorsing the calling that God has placed on his life. You are making a commitment to support him, to encourage him and to work with him. You're making a commitment to allow him to dream and to take risks. At the end of Joshua chapter 1, the people say this, verse 16 onwards. Then they answered Joshua, whatever you have commanded us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we fully obeyed Moses, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your word and does not obey it, whatever you command them, they will be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. Not only did they affirm that Joshua had been called by God, they also agreed to work with him and to support him. Now, we'll ignore a bit, the bit about being put to death today. Maybe Ian can preach on that another time. They're urged to be strong and courageous together. 
Ben has been called by God and you have called him to work with you. You are affirming your support for him. I've no doubt that Ben will make mistakes. There will be things that he tries that don't quite work out. And I'm sure that he will be on a steep, a steep learning curve. I will be amazed if everyone here totally understands him and his ideas. But that doesn't matter. What is important is that Ben has the environment around him that, allow, that allows him to reach his potential and to serve God in the way that he has been called. And it is important that working together as a church family, you can achieve the best possible outcomes for the young people that you are seeking to engage with. And that will only happen when you support and work and encourage each other. So as much as I'm challenging Ben to be a risk taker, I believe these passages challenge you to be risk takers too. To work in partnership together. To model Christian community to those around you. And uh, I believe these passages are challenging you to be strong and courageous for God. As God calls you to be witnesses in this place. And that will mean that for you as a church, not everything will go to plan. But where's the fun in that? If Paul was writing a letter today to Ben, to Ian and to Milford, I wonder if these words would be said. I think they probably would. Work together. Grow together. Laugh together. Plan together. Dream together. Fail together. Succeed together whatever you do do it together let me pray Father God we thank you for bringing us together this morning to worship you to bring our praises to you we thank you that we are together as well to be a part of this service that celebrates your calling of Ben into this ministry. Lord, I pray that you would help him to be a risk taker, to be bold and courageous. And I pray too for this church, that this church would be full of risk takers, people that are bold and courageous in their faith and in their service of you. And Lord, I pray that together you will achieve great things in this town because of this partnership. Lord, bless this congregation. Bless their ministry to this town and beyond as they seek together to serve you. Help them in the good times. Stand beside them in those tough times. And in all things, may they work together for your glory. Amen.